Welcome to the Inspired and Probable Mompreneur Podcast, where we cover all things mom entrepreneur from idea to empire. I'm Angela Bell, mom, wife, serial entrepreneur, and general lover of all things pink and sparkly. I firmly believe that moms make the best entrepreneurs, and the best way to be the queen of your mom life is by creating time and financial freedom through your own business. Big or small, we are going to talk about them all. Let's get started, shall we? I have a fantastic guest, Kat Munoz, owner of Rebel Wife Coaching. Kat helps women bring back deep intimacy and fun in their marriage and develop unwavering confidence in their identity after children. How many of us use some help with some of that stuff? Am I right? Here we have it, Kat. It's so great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Tell us a little bit about how you developed your business. I've been coaching, officially coaching for maybe two years now. I've been unofficially coaching for maybe five to six years. And that just happened because me and my husband, we've been together for 15 years, married for about seven. And we were in the, you know, spot that a lot of people get in their marriages. And we had our daughter and we were like hitting a wall and not communicating well and things were kind of falling apart. And like still to this day, I can't really explain how it happened. But like, if you believe in God, it was definitely, uh, there was definitely something at play there, but we got mentors. We started mentoring with this really like amazing couple who had a really amazing marriage. And we started reading books, then we started doing self-development and we turned everything around. Like I say it was kind of like magic almost, like the way that our relationship was able to change like night and day, like so quickly by implementing just these skills that I didn't know. And I, it was just things that I didn't know, things about communication, things about boundaries, things about speaking love languages, thinking just skills that I didn't know even existed. As soon as I started implementing those things, it was like we were completely different people and it happened almost immediately. And since then, after that, we got married. And since then, women that I was friends with, women that I met at a park, got into conversations with, they were like, tell me how you have this relationship. And so that was how I started accidentally coaching because I didn't realize that coaching was even a thing yet. And then a couple of years ago when I was like, oh my gosh, like coaching is a thing and I'm pretty much doing it. Like if this is what I'm made to do. So I turned it into my business and I've been doing it ever since. And it's been amazing. That's wonderful. When you say that you and your husband got mentors and started reading books, was it like a mutual decision or was it more driven by you, more driven by him? It was kind of a mutual thing, but his intentions were like, all right, like I want to get my life together so that when we break up, I know I feel like, you know, she's good. She has her good head on her shoulders. I have a good head on her shoulders. We'll be okay. And I was just like, I need to do something different. Like, I need something. I didn't really know what I wanted at the time. I just, everything had been falling apart. So like it was a mutual-ish decision, but we had completely different intentions going into it. But once we started changing my energy towards him and treating him differently than I was and doing my own personal development, like that was really what changed everything. He didn't really change a whole lot aside from how he felt towards me, if I'm being totally honest, because he knew himself a lot better than I knew myself. I, I, I did a lot of personal growth. Like I said, it was kind of magical. Like it sounds silly. It sounds ridiculous. But at the time, like how quickly we changed towards each other was 
a little ridiculous how fast that happens. The same with my clients. When I teach them the stuff that I learned, they're like, they'll they'll call me the next day and be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I just got him to do this thing that I've been wanting him to do for months. And it was easy and it was fun. And like, what? I'm like, see? That's amazing. And I ask because I think a lot of women can relate to, like not just moms, but women in general in relationships can relate to being in that spot. Just being like, wow, we're not connecting. We fight all the time. We're not even on the same page. I don't even know if we would be friends if we weren't together. And I think a lot of women approach it as like, I need him to change so that I'm happy. And what you're saying is that most of the change came because you did work on yourself. I definitely was like, he's doing this wrong. He's doing this wrong. He's doing that wrong. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. When in reality, it was me. Not that I was doing everything wrong, but I had to do the work for myself. I'm sure he did a lot of stuff. He did a lot of inner growth, but that didn't matter. It was me in my own journey, doing my own thing for me. And that changing my focus from him to me was the biggest difference maker. It does make a lot of sense. How would you say a lot of like women relationships, how do we get to that point where like I, where we've lost, either lost ourselves, never knew ourselves, we're just not connecting with our partners. Like what, what gets us there? I mean, honestly, willingness to look in the mirror and say, and first of all, admit that I'm either not happy or I'm not, I don't have everything that I want. It's one of the hardest questions that I've found for women to answer is, what do you want? That is like one of, if not the hardest question for women to answer. And it's because we've been taught all our lives basically not to want things, whether consciously or subconsciously. We're caretakers. We do things for others. We have been taught to, you know, take care of everyone before ourselves. It doesn't matter what we want. I'm taking care of them, especially moms and and wives. We were thinking about everyone else and everything else. So when we stop, we're like, what do I want? That's scary. And it's scary to admit that, you know, I'm fine. Everything's good. How are you doing? Great. You know, everything's so good. How many times have we said that and not actually meant it said it with a smile posting our cute little you know fall pictures on social media when like you're in your bathroom like crying yelling at the kids because they won't give you privacy when you're trying to go to the bathroom like admitting that you need to do something different is one of the hardest things to and that is really the first step looking in the mirror saying i'm i need to do something and not they need to do something, they need to do something, this needs to change, that needs to change. But how can I take responsibility for my own life? And you have to take ownership over your own life as well. What do you want? And I am still a human being with all of these other people attached to me. I'm still allowed to want things. Like I'm still a human underneath all of this. I'm still a woman underneath all of this. How can women and moms, how do we come back to ourselves? How do we get to the bottom of what we want? How do we know who we are? I mean, we still have an identity, you know, after all of those things. It's just easy to forget. It's easy to get stuck in that, you know, hamster wheel, so to speak. One of the simplest things that women can do that changes your views dramatically is just being present, dropping what you're doing, taking a breath and like literally listening to your body what do I need right have I eaten do I need to go to the bathroom like do I need some water am I going to lose my mind putting away this laundry because I feel like I have to or do I need to like sit 
the F down. And then after that is getting some boundaries, looking at all of the things that you're doing to be a quote unquote good mom. What am I doing that I don't want to do? Did I volunteer to take these snacks over here when I didn't actually want to? Did I say like my aunt and uncle can come over and stay on my and, and sleep over when I actually didn't want them to? We do so many things in order to be a good mom, in order to be a good wife, in order to be a good daughter, a good family member, good friend. And we're not being truthful. We're just saying yes to all these things when we really truly want to say no. And not having those boundaries and not saying no when you actually want to say no is doing such a disservice, not only to your relationships, but to yourself because you're spreading yourself so thin. And because in the name of being, you know, super mom, the good mom, the Pinterest mom, good wife, it's okay to say no to things. It's okay to, you know, listen to what you want and what would make your home life capacity or energy like it's okay for that to feel good gotten to this like baseline of just like basic stress mm-hmm. and that's become like the norm like we need to work on bringing that down back to feeling good and operating from there and it starts with slowing down listening to your body listening to yourself so funny we have a running joke in my family that mommy always has to go pee and it's because exactly that, like, I will just keep going and going and going. And eventually, I'm, they're like, hey, didn't you say you had to pee like an hour ago? I'm like, yes, I still do. I'll yeah. get to that. And why not just go now? And to your point about boundaries, I think the best way I heard it explained was boundaries aren't about keeping other people out. It's about keeping yourself in. And so it's about like, the most loving thing you can say sometimes is no, because so much resentment can breed from saying yes to too mm-hmm. many things and then you're like I'm just doing this because I said I would and I hate you for making me do this and just say no without an explanation no can be at a complete sentence you don't owe people oh well because because of this and that and the other thing oh because I'm busy oh because I already made plans that day oh I really love to but would you really love to no it's okay to say no and that's it your no is completely valid whether there's an explanation tied to it or not no can be hard. I have practiced saying no. So how many kids do you have, Kat? I have three. So how do you keep your relationship with your partner that, you know, obviously you've done the work to make it great. How do you keep it great with three kids? I know that's something a lot of us moms really struggle. 11, 6, and 4. They are very aware that mommy and daddy are each other's number one. They know that. It's not a secret. We put our relationship, prioritize our relationship and put each other first. And I always tell people, which freaks them out, prioritize your relationship before your kids. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, that sounds so wrong. And I'm like, but listen, they always have what they need. You're always going to give them food when they need food. You're always going to give them love. You're always going to give them whatever they need when they need it. Maybe not always what they want, but what they need. But you will neglect your husband. If he's sitting there and he wants attention, he wants love, you're a grown up, do it for yourself. What What do you need me for? I'm, I'm doing this, I'm running around doing all the things, da, 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 da. like, leave me alone. If you don't prioritize your relationship, it will not prioritize, like it won't. And we will 100% neglect our relationship if we're not intentional about it. And we will never neglect our kids. You know what I mean? And tell my clients, like, listen, like, think about 
most people, parents, your parents, my parents, my mom, you know, in the 90s, they did everything, did the mom jeans and made the, had the lunches and whatever. And like, she did everything for me, everything for me and my brothers. I watched my parents basically become really great roommates. They weren't affectionate. They didn't have conversations. The light just slowly fade out of my dad. That affected me to an extent. And think about the example that you're giving to your children when you prioritize a really amazing marriage and you're giving them the example of what a good healthy marriage with good communication and good boundaries and like great intimacy what that looks like for your kids to see that for your sons to see how their dad treats their mom for your daughters see how you know how their mom like lifts up their dad and how they're on the same team and to see like how they should be treated when they are in a relationship like that the love between the the parents the in the marriage will only add more love to the household it will never take it away always helpful prioritize your relationship first number one i prioritize myself i take care of myself i'm responsible for my own needs my own happiness i don't put that on my husband Mm -hmm. and then we are each other's number one after that and then our kids know that and they're down for it they're like oh no mommy and daddy they're talking they respect it because it's just what they know now. And you can see the security that they have. Like you can see that in who they are. And that only adds to like their own confidence. So that's why I tell people like, don't neglect that. How do you recommend people start putting their relationship first? I know myself personally, I drowned in the responsibility when my kids mm-hmm. were born. Like two kids, business to run, a husband who essentially had to be a second mom because we had twins. And if you know you've drifted apart, how do you start to bring back together and prioritize the relationship and really communicate? Honestly, you start. It's a decision because it's going to be a learning process, figuring out how to prioritize each other again, how to have date nights or how to communicate with each other. Like that is all a learning process, but it starts with a decision and it starts with letting go of your pride. And letting go of the fact that like you will make mistakes and he's going to make mistakes because we're human and allowing that to be okay. A lot of us have this like we're, we're prone to perfectionism. We're prone to wanting to be right. Like pride is natural. And I, I tell people all the time, you can have pride and stubbornness and want to be right. Or you can have a thriving relationship. Can't have both. And to start prioritizing your relationship, you just start prioritizing your relationship with the understanding that you're both going to mess up. And if you need help, ask for help. I wouldn't have been able to do it alone. That's why I coach now. That's why I help women do what I do because I needed accountability. I needed guidance from women who were doing, who had the successful relationship. Not my mom or my friends or my single friends or my sister who like does it is dating and having the time of her life but you know she's not the person to go to for relationship advice or to vent even to start surrounding yourself with people who have really strong solid marriages and talking to them getting advice like you have to change your perspective of the perspective that you have of your partner being like just this other dude that's like kind of mostly in your way Mm -hmm. or doing it wrong 
or like asking you for things or not helping you. Like if your husband is intentionally trying to make your life harder, like I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to the people who have like husbands who are intentionally trying to like hurt them or make their lives harder. Most of our men are really good hearted men and we lose sight of that. And we're like, oh, he's just a man child. I heard this term thrown around. Have you ever heard of people say weaponized incompetence? Just learned that like a week ago. And I was just like, what? And it, it was these a group of wives talking about that's just weaponized incompetence. Because they were saying to one of these women that her husband is intentionally pretending like he doesn't know what to do that he doesn't have to do it, like the dishes or the laundry or something like that. And I'm like, you really think that your husband is that vindictive that he's going to pretend like he doesn't know something just so that you have to do all the stuff? And she's like, well, he's a really good guy. But I'm like, exactly. That's a lot of thought and effort that I really don't think people intentionally do to make people miserable. I cannot imagine my husband sitting and of all the things he's pondering, it's how can I pretend not to know how to do something just to make my wife's life harder? Like, there are a million other things he's got going on. He does not exactly. have time for that. So we get so stuck in this loop of like, oh, this thing, this thing, this thing, and this, I have to do 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 this. Why aren't you helping me? Why mm-hmm. are you just sitting there? Mm-hmm. And we don't even take the time to slow down enough to even think about the fact that he's not trying to make our lives harder. And like when I started seeing my husband as the man who he actually is, the good hearted, kind man he actually is. And I started to get curious about who he was. I started to get curious about what he did. I started to get curious about the things that he was into. I was so annoyed whenever he wanted to watch football. I was like, this is stupid. I hate it. No. (laughs) But when I got curious, why do you like football? I don't like football. I still don't like football. But I know why he does. I know why he gets excited about it now because I asked, I talked to him about it. I took the time to learn. He loves cars. He's into cars, works at a car dealership. Like he's cars all day, all night cars. But I care about him. So once I got curious about why he's excited about cars, I was able to see him for who he was. And not only that, like once I got interested and curious about what he does for for work, like I saw how hard he actually worked, how much energy it takes out of him, how much wants to do for our family. You know, he works hard for us. And like as a man, like the the burdens that he takes on to himself as like the, you know, breadwinner or whatever I, I can't think of the words that I'm trying to think of, but something like provider. That's mm-hmm. the word. <laughs> exactly. Like he takes that seriously and when I was able to see that to put my pride aside enough to actually see that for what it truly was one it bothered me a lot less when he did take the time to rest and when he did take the time to watch football or you know do something that he loved do something that he was passionate about like that bothers me so much less when I knew and I understood how hard he worked for us like not only that it made me want to prioritize myself. I'm like, okay, I can't get mad at him for working hard and then prioritizing his quote unquote self care if I'm not prioritizing my own self care. The whole like murder mom syndrome can run really deep. And this is not something that people want to hear, but I speak the truth, you know, and it is really easy 
to put on that hat and be like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Do you have to do all those things? Not usually. Usually there's things that you have to do. And then we've added 57 more things to that list that we feel like we have to do today or else the world's going to end. And it doesn't. And that takes humility. Really does take a lot of humility. And life is so much easier on the other side of allowing yourself to be human and allowing your husband to be human and allowing your house not to be perfect all the time. I put a post on my Instagram the other day and it was having accepting that I'll never have my stuff. I didn't say stuff, but it was accepting that I'll never have my stuff together helped me have my stuff together Mm -hmm. better. Letting go of the fact that I need do all the things and I need to have it done this way. Letting go of that fact has made life so much easier. And I can, I actually have room to do this stuff, energy to do this stuff. My house is so much cleaner now that I care less than mm-hmm. it was when I cared so much. Mm-hmm. When I was killing myself to keep it clean, to keep my kids looking all the, you know, to do all the stuff that I thought that I had to do. It's funny how that works. But it there's something special about letting that sense of letting go. No, I get that. When I asked my husband one time, when the kids were really, I was running around like crazy woman and doing all the things. And I was like, why aren't you helping me? And he looked and he said, honestly, Angela, I'm just trying not to get in your way. And I was like, okay. It was amazing how much that just shifted my mind. And I was like, I get that. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let go a little and not need everything just so. And That'll give you room to breathe. Yeah, I love that you heard him when he said that. Because it's really easy to be like, what do you mean? Yeah, no, I was like, I get it. Taking enough time to actually listen to him, not like coming at him or getting defensive. Even that in itself is huge. I had a client I was talking to last week. And I just started working with her there. She's so sweet. But she was like, I get so irritated because I want my husband to help me. And when he helps me, he's constantly asking me, how do I do this? How Mm -hmm. do you want me to do this? How do I do this? And when I talked to them, he was like, well, she gets mad at me when I do it my way. So I'm asking her because I want to do it the way that she wants me to do it. It was out of kindness and out of respect for her. And she was like, you don't know how to do it. So you're just asking me, you're a child. And he's like, but I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And it was just hilarious. And like, so just like normal as well, like when they were able to just sit down and like look at each other and explain to each other, this is what I mean. And this is why I'm doing it this the way that I'm doing it. And it's just, oh, <laughs> okay. So like really just hearing each other is huge. Yeah. Listening to understand rather than listening to respond. It definitely takes work, but it is beneficial when we take time to do it. Where can the moms out there who use some help, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm all over social media. I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash coaching. I'm on Instagram. I'm a little more active on Instagram than I am on Facebook. The Rebel Wife is my handle on Instagram. I had a website, but I let it go because it was one of the things that I didn't need, having it and trying to maintain it made more work for my life. So I let it go. I may or may not pick it up again in the future. As of right now, I'm on, I'm all over social media and having a blast with it. What's one final piece of advice? Allowing yourself to receive help when you really need it. 
when you want it. That doesn't make you any less a mom. It doesn't like make you any like less like valuable as a wife or a woman. If you feel like you need help or feel like you need coaching or if you want to pick up a book or something, do what you need to do. Like mom guilt is stupidest thing. It's the thing. It's real. But it is so not the thing to worry about. Like, you need to take care of yourself, however that looks like. And taking care of yourself, just like prioritizing your relationship and that having that love just spill over onto your kids and your family and your household, like, taking care of yourself will do that 10 times 100. I didn't have a happy mom. I had a worn out, stressed out mom running herself ragged to do all the things. And she did everything for me. I had, you know, a really good childhood in that sense of her doing everything for me. But that's not what I needed. Being a mom who feels good, who feels happy. And that's revolutionary. I 100% agree with you. So Kat, thank you so much for joining us. Really great to have you and appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Inspired and Profitable Mompreneur podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a review and tell the other mompreneurs in your life. We rise faster when we work together. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of future episodes. You can follow me, Angela Bell, on Instagram and Facebook at i.am.angelabell and visit my website at angelabell.ca. Until next time, remember, the woman you see when you look in the mirror is exactly what a successful entrepreneur looks like.